Child of Light is one of those games that you probably have heard of it, but you never wanted to try it or basically see what it's all about. Because from the outside, the game actually looks very much like a children's game. But when you play it, it's nowhere near a children's game. The game is basically about a little kid who has lost, his, lost her mother and her father is now raising her and he has remarried and due to some events she wakes up outside of her castle thinking it's all a dream and has to be basically introduced to many different things and she wants to get back to the castle so she can see her father. Your character is called Aurora and you will be meeting so many different characters on this journey to basically go back to your castle and save your father. So, all of that seems nice and pretty cool. But what would you say is the main reason that someone would play something like Child of Light? Well, Child of Light is so freaking beautiful. At first glance, when you start the game and you start to, you know, play around with Aurora, the first thing that really grabs your attention is the beautiful art direction, is the beautiful art style. The whole world is so beautiful and not just the world itself, but the fact that Aurora looks different from that world is really beautiful. The whole thing, when you look at it, it's just so, so beautiful. You just have to, you know, keep looking at it for hours and be like, who who made this? Who designed this? Because it doesn't look like, you know, 3D at times. It looks more like, you know, a painting. And it's so well done. Next to that, the wonderful soundtrack, the wonderful music that this game has gives you a very calming sense of peace. The music and the soundtrack in this game is absolutely mind-blowing. I could just basically stop the game and just listen to the music that is playing for hours on end. It's simply amazing. There's nothing that I can basically say that would do justice to this beautiful soundtrack. And next to that is the basic elements that you see in this game that come out of nowhere. When you're talking about combat, when you're talking about how to even fight in this game, you might be thinking, okay, I see the girl has a sword on the cover, so what, she's going to swing it? Sort of. While you might be thinking that, you know, this is a normal game and stuff like that, it, it really isn't. Because it has RPG elements. It has elements that I have never seen in a game before. These elements being some things that basically are available in different JRPG titles or even, you know, Western RPG titles. But it puts a new spin on it. When we talk about turn-based combat, we might be thinking that, okay, okay, it's now your turn. Now your turn, now yours, okay, let's do it again. But this time, it's not like that. It's basically, there's a line and the characters start to move on that line. The faster they get to the casting area, the faster they can try to cast their, I don't know, attack or spell, whatever you have. But, again, someone might do it in a short time, somebody might do it in a medium time, while the other one was behind. So they catch up. So that is the beauty of this combat. There's a lot to think about. Is it worth doing a heavy spell that would take a long time? Or basically do a short one to interrupt? 
And that's another cool thing. The whole combat is actually so layered, so well done, that it feels like you're actually playing a very well thought out RPG instead of a simple game. So with this combat style, you have the chance to basically interrupt your enemies and they will go back in the timeline, so they have to start coming back again. You have the chance to defend, so that this defending will actually save you from a very heavy attack, and next to that, you will have the chance to do, the, do your spell faster this time. Of course, all of this is not ending here. The combat is the main star of the show. Because, not only do you get to control Aurora, but you get to control one other person in your fight. So two people at most, compared to three people who will be fighting you. You end up thinking, okay, that's not fair. But the truth is, it is kind of fair. Why? During your travels, you, may, you will meet so many different supporting characters. Characters that can actually be missable if you don't know how to unlock them or do their quest, which to be honest, it's fairly easy to do anyways, but you will meet these different characters and you will be friends with them and you will have the chance to basically have them in your party, with each of them having some unique kind of power that the other ones do not have. Or even if they do have, it's not the same as this one. They have just like maybe two similar powers. The rest, no, very different. And that's another cool thing about this game. Everyone's unique. Everyone has their own powers and unique um, use when you want to do combat. Of course, all of these powers also translate to how to use them in a fight that you don't know the weakness of the monster in front of you. And that's another cool thing. Well, like I said, you will be meeting many casts of characters. All of them are really funny. They have great interactions with each other. They have great story as well. Some of them are simple, but they work really well. The cool thing is that the game does not penalize you for wanting to basically switch out to another character because, well, you may have like five or six characters in your party, but you have only two slots. So very easy to simply switch them out and bring out another character and continue the fight. And it doesn't penalize you because it wants to be fair. But the fair part is how you use your knowledge. You use these characters, you brought them out, but do you know what kind of power will make this character, this enemy, falter and die? That's a cool thing that you have to find out on your own. At first it might seem a little bit overwhelming, but as soon as you learn it, it becomes far easier. But, I will give you some tips because there are things that the game unfortunately doesn't tell you, so it's good to know. There are things called oculi, basically these are stones that will be mixed together to either make some new ones, new colors, or use the same colors to make it a much more um, high quality stone. So each of these stones, depending on where you're using it, where you're using it for attack, defense, or something else, you basically can take a look at them and see their effects. It is important because later on in the game there will be monsters who will have heavy, for example, water damage, heavy fire damage. So, why not create a very powerful stone out of mixing, like, you know, three, nine actually red stones to make a better red stone, then mix those three to give you another better one. So, why not get one of those to bring your fire resistance, water resistance, higher 
than it could be. With doing that, instead of taking like, for example, hundreds of damages, you just take, for example, 70, 60, hell, maybe even 30. I had a character who had natural resistance to water, and I gave her the stone as well, so basically she would just stand there and laugh at the face of the boss because the boss could not do any damage to her at that point. And she would just be like, yeah, keep trying. Another cool thing about each boss and each enemy is that you should know when and where to attack the boss. While sometimes you might be thinking that, okay, let's attack the boss first, then the underlings. Sometimes those underlings do way more damage than the boss will ever do. So you should focus on them at first. Sometimes it's worth just defending or it's just worth basically doing a short attack to interrupt your enemies. The game is really, really smart in that way. In fact, there are even some things that it does that while you might think that, you know, it could be annoying, but it's actually really useful. For example, you have a companion who is basically a blob of light, and this blob of light can help you in combat by interrupting the enemies so that they cannot do their spells as fast as possible, or healing you. And that's beautiful, because during your journey, you will be using him, you will be doing many, many different things, and trust me, you will have no choice but to use his powers in whatever way you can. Now I talked a lot about everything that is great and amazing in this game. And I said that you can do fast switching, but did you know that you could also fly? Well you might at first think that okay flying is now OP, why am I flying in this area? The you know, further you go, the more that flying will not only become a very relaxing experience, a very beautiful experience, but the more it will be like, yeah, it's essential, I have to do it. The backgrounds and the areas in the game look very beautiful, to the point that one of them actually made me just, you know, grab the game, put the controller aside and just look at it, be like, wow, who designed this? Every character has its charms, every character has its beautiful story, and all of the side stories that you do, while some of them may be very simple, they're very fun to do either way. You never get bored in this game. You may be thinking that, okay, maybe the combat can get boring because, you know, at times you'll be feeling that, alright, why am I why am I fighting this guy or why, why did I run into this guy? But it will be fun as you go on because you now know how to defeat each, each and every one of them. Next to that, just like Persona 5, for example, you can attack from behind or when they're not looking and get a surprise attack. Of course, I forgot to mention that next to Oculi and everything that you can create, which is fairly simple, but very important in the game, there are skills that you can have. These skills are numerous, with many of them being passive or basically being upgrades, but more important ones are where, for example, if you could cast a fire spell, now you can cast it to everyone kind of fire spell. You can cast it a little bit faster. It will have far more damage than it used to. And these are things that can make the combat far easier for you if you know which upgrade path to take or what is even your style. Talking about, you know, the weakness and stuff like that, well, you might say, that, okay, that's kind of standard. It's not exactly as standard as everything else. Sometimes it's a little bit different than you might think, but if you do it correctly, not only will you do massive damage, 
to your boss or enemy, but you will be safe because you're using your oculi, your knowledge of the boss, next to of course the damage that you can cause the boss, and win it in the most beautiful way that simply they will just look at you and be like, whoa, did this guy know? <laughs> so it's very, very easy. The story of the game is basically a heartwarming one because you know as the story goes on every character gets to do something that they wanted to do they get a great arc to go by that then you of course have to you know do your best for your own character and as the story progresses you learn more about more and more about your character other characters villains these guys that guys and all together it's a very beautiful story it's a very heartwarming story. However, I would say that unfortunately the third act is a little bit rushed. While the game features like 10 chapters, I would have preferred if it was a bit longer. Reason being that 10 chapters was not enough. Like the two last chapters are a bit rushed and while the other ones have their time to progress to talk about these last two are basically two boss fights and it kind of hurts while you know exploring the game you know doing so many side quests doing puzzles visiting secret areas optional areas wondering where you are what's this what's that you know looking at everything that is inside this game is so beautiful and calming the story is the one thing that kind of disappointed while all of it was perfect this rushed third act was a thing that really made me sad. Don't get me wrong, the ending is still beautiful, the story is still beautiful, and I want a second game, even though the, cre the creator and director also said that no, there won't be a second one, which makes me really sad. It's just a beautiful game altogether, and I would have loved to see this game be a full-fledged game, but I also note that if this was a full-fledged AAA game, it wouldn't be like this. It wouldn't have this beautiful soundtrack, it wouldn't have this beautiful art style, it wouldn't have this supporting cast, it wouldn't have any of this because it would be a different thing altogether. So I'm very thankful that this game exists in the way that it does right now, but I would say that I definitely need a second game. I definitely need another game to basically make sure that everything that we saw here will mature, will become much better, and will become the most perfect kind of game that we want out of this. So I would give it a 9 out of 10. And the re reason that I do that is that, like I said, it has so many perfect things, but it also has so many imperfect things, such as the story, such as... And I'm not saying the story is bad, again, I just want to reiterate because the story is really beautiful and the ending is also really good. I'm just saying it's a little bit abrupt. But next to that, I would say that, yeah, the story needed a little more time. It was kind of abrupt to suddenly reach the ending. It, the gameplay needs some work to make it even more fluid than it is right now. It is fluid, it is really beautiful, it works really well, but at times the spike it goes harder than it should, and of course there needs to be better explanation for something like oculi or, you know, skills or everything like that, your equipment, everything. 
It just needs a better explanation than it already has, which is basically not that much, unfortunately. And I would say that the game is just perfect if these things were to be fixed in a second game. Should we ever see a second game? So that's why I'm asking you guys to support the game. Go and buy the game. It's not that expensive. I think I got it for maybe $10 in a sale. So play the game and enjoy it because it's something that I will assure you, you will have never played. You may have seen something similar, but exactly this? No, definitely no. So go ahead, play it, have fun, and come back and tell me how you were mesmerized by this beautiful soundtrack that this game has. Alright, so this was my review of Child of Light, a game that I did not expect to blow me away like this. It just came out of nowhere. I just wanted to see, you know, what the game was that I had bought, and when I played it, I fell in love with this game. So, go ahead, play it, and tell me what you guys thought. And if you already have played it, do you agree with my points? Do you think that, you know, these are things that they can improve? Or did you think it was flawless? So don't forget, you can reach me out on Twitter. You can also reach me out right here on Anchor. If you like, you can send me a voice message um, via the link that will be at the end of the episode to basically, you know, say what you want to say. So, guys, thank you for joining. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And as always, have fun, play games, and be careful out there. Until next time.